You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the podcast, um, it is Advent season. It's the second; it will be the second Sunday in Advent on Sunday. And um, as we unpack certain parts of Advent, it's always fun to talk about certain characters or stories that prop up within the lectionary. And uh, one of Zach's favorite characters, he actually has a John the Baptist tattoo uh, in a small, very location uh, on his chest, like right above his heart. It's a little dot that really is John the Baptist. Um, we're going to, we're going to unpack That's John the Baptist mold, today. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> you told me it was John the Baptist. Um, <laughs> so uh, Zach, um, as you think about John the Baptist, uh, what pops up into your, to your head there? Well, a lot of things, but we're just kind of crash coursing into the Advent, Advent season podcast here. You want to, you want to unpack Advent for a second? W- we've done this for six years. Out. They can go back and well, listen. You know, we might have a new... <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So Advent is the season. Uh, Advent is the season of preparation leading up to the birth of Jesus. Um, and one of the things I love about Advent is is it it centers itself in preparation, and it's almost like um, close to a Lent, in that you should prepare yourself in almost the same ways you would with Lent, with taking up certain practices or or ways to prepare yourself for the birth of Jesus. And um, to me, it's one of it's one of my favorite seasons of the Christian year because I love the work of, of anticipation and preparation and living into that, um, that hope that is there. And, and, and for me, those words, the traditional words of Advent, hope, love, joy, and peace are, uh, foundational theological words for me and how I practice uh, my theology. Uh, Zach, do you have anything to add in regards to an introduction to Advent? No, I just, I wanted you to introduce it because I think it lends to John the Baptizer's story well. Because uh, that's exactly what John is doing is preparing the way for uh, for Jesus. And so we find John the Baptizer's story in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12 today. And I'm going to read, um, as I rarely do, out of the message today because I love, I love the wording. I love the way it tells the story. So uh, here we go, Matthew chapter 3. While Jesus was living in the Galilean hills, John, called the baptizer, was preaching in the desert country of Judea. His message was simple, like his desert surroundings. Change your life. God's kingdom is here. John and his message were authorized by Isaiah's prophecy. Thunder in the desert. Prepare for God's arrival. Make the road smooth and straight. John, dressed in camel hair, in a camel hair habit tied at the waist by a leather strap, He lived on a diet of locust and wild field honey. People poured out of Jerusalem, Judea, and Jordan countryside to hear and see him in action. There at the Jordan River, those who came to confess their sins were baptized into a changed life. When John realized that a lot of Pharisees and Sadducees were showing up for the baptismal experience because it was becoming the popular thing to do, he exploded, brood of snakes, What do you think you're doing slithering down here to the river? 
Do you think a little water on your snake skins is going to make you make any difference? It's your life that must change, not your skin. And don't think you can pull rank by claiming Abraham as father. Being a descendant of Abraham is neither here nor there. Descendants of Abraham are a dime a dozen. What counts in your life? Um, it is green and flourishing because if it's dead wood, it goes on the fire. I'm baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for the kingdom, for a kingdom life. The real action comes next. The main character in this drama compared to him, it, I'm a mere stagehand, will ignite the kingdom life within you, a fire within you, the Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out. He's going to clean house, make a clean sweep of your lives. He'll place everything true in its proper place before God. Everything false he'll put out with the trash to be burned. I love John the Baptizer so much uh, <laughs> because he's I, he's this rough, uh, rough and tumble, just gruff, really kind of street creature, right? Which seems like we've we have a really bad relationship with those uh, in today's day and age, but John really captures it here. And I think the reason why uh, historically it's been a few hundred years before that, since the Jewish people have heard a prophetic voice uh, from God and you have John showing up uh, being that prophetic voice, being something that they've missed for a long, long time and pulling pulling from Isaiah's prophecy, leading, leading into and leaning in that prophecy, the thunder in the desert, prepare the way for God's arrival. Uh, this is what they've been waiting for, uh, the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Christ. And, and John in his own camel hair and locust honey eating ways brings this really seemingly aggressive or abrasive message uh, when we read it, but I don't, I don't know that it's all that aggressive or abrasive uh, to be real honest, but he prepares the way for Christ to come with love and grace and peace and joy, right? Uh, all of the words that we celebrate this Advent, but I think I, well, we lean into John as the preparer of the way for Christ uh, because he tills that hard road up that Jesus then comes in and does the Jesus-y things. I love it. I don't know. I'll talk all day about John's story. And you have. I will. <laughs> I can continue to go. <laughs> I, I know. But I want, uh, I want you to talk, Matthew. This is your gospel. <laughs> uh, which is actually one of my least favorite gospels in the long run. <laughs> um, you know, I always have seen John the Baptist as uh, Jesus's hype man to get yeah. everybody ready uh, before uh, before Jesus comes, mm -hmm. and and its placement in the gospel is is a great space because um, what he does here is is he's telling them what to expect, and and the real question then becomes are they ready? And mm -hmm. and, and it's like you know if you're not ready now, uh, you better be because uh, you know there some of you aren't going to make it. <laughs> Right. Um, you know, your hearts aren't in the right place. And, uh, I love, uh, verse eight in the new revised standard version says bear fruit worthy of repentance. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of that, I think of Advent, um, 
Advent really should be a season where we're looking at ourselves and uh, examining ourselves and asking ourselves, are we ready? If, if Jesus were to come back, are we ready? Um, has our life uh, bore fruit of repentance mm -hmm. or have we bore fruit of, um, you know, love, joy, hope, and peace? Um, and, and I, um, you know, that, that word repent is, is really uh, change your mind. Um, it, mm -hmm. Now's the time. Uh, and I think um, when we think of this season, uh, the secular message is not that <laughs> the secular message is right. not, um, you know, are you ready for, for, you know, the birth of Jesus or whatever it's, um, you know, buy this gift. It'll make you feel good. Uh, mm -hmm. when it, or buy gifts for other people and make you feel good when the reality is. And, um, and I see this with what we're trying to do with the colors of Christmas. We're trying to recognize, um, how colors can stimulate thoughts within us to, to get ourselves ready. Um, and for mm -hmm. both, uh, as we think about that, as we think about the color green this week or red or, you know, whatever we're doing, I don't remember, uh, don't have my board in yeah, front it's of green me. This week. Uh, I think that, you know, when we see those things, what, what do those remind us? And, and I think of the, you know, for the tree, the Christmas tree, the evergreen tree, you know, it's always green. Mm -hmm. Um, and that there's, um, you know, the prep work of getting a Christmas tree ready in the church is always fun process to watch mm -hmm. depending on, you know. So one of the nice things about being itinerant, you get to see it differently so many years, uh, different churches, how they do it. Um, I think it really is about preparation. I think this is, you know, definitely a good, good scriptural read uh, for the week uh, to prepare ourselves mm -hmm. for, for that. So, yeah. And that, that's what I love about this coming about John, the baptizer story coming the second week, traditionally each year um, is we, we spend the first week of Advent waiting and really, at least I do kind of drill in that we're waiting. We, we need to wait through this season and, and not, not birth Jesus too quickly and, and let ourselves sit in that waiting and what that's like. And then I, I truly think John's story reminds us there's work to be done in that waiting, um, that, that we don't sit idly by and wait but we actively wait. We actively let that anticipation build. And there's work to be done to celebrate the birth of Christ in all of the ways that we do. Um, I love it. I mean, John's message, gosh, it doesn't point at him. It points at Jesus. You know, he, he's always pointing it at Christ and the things that are to come in that waiting and paving the road for that. Um, pointing to the, are you, are you just coming for show, right? To have this experience? Are you showing up? Because the kingdom of God is here, right? The kingdom of heaven is here and now. What are you doing? You know, are you are you looking for it? Are you living into it? Or are you just here to hang out and be by the river and and not do anything else and make any changes? Um, yeah, I. It's a really weird kind of gruff story in this uh, in this season of joy and waiting and celebration. But I think it's much needed. I think it's the beautiful reminder even today of, of the reality of the story. Well, it's about preparation. And so asking people, yeah. are you prepared? You know, are you but not yeah. prepared in the traditional secular way of Christmas? Are you prepared spiritually? And I think that that's a good mm -hmm. place to, to wrestle with and even a good place to land for us today. And, and to wrestle with that, are we prepared spiritually? You know, if, if, mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't necessarily like the idea of it just because it, you know, I have definitely, baggage that I carry with that of, you know, if you were to die tonight, well, you know, but, sure. but I think there is a sense of, we, we need to at least have our, our minds prepared on what that might look like um, and be prepared for it. Doesn't mean 
you know, you have to have the answer, but just to be prepared. Well, and, and maybe the question or the, the I don't know. Yeah, maybe the question isn't, maybe the question for us today isn't so much are you coming for the baptismal, baptismal experience? You know, are you coming to Christmas Eve? Are you coming to church for the experience? Or are you coming for it to make a difference in your life? Are you coming to participate? Are you, are you coming prepared um, to let the Holy Spirit speak into your life? Uh, through the ways of worship and community and all of the things that we do, not only on a Sunday morning, but throughout our day-to-day lives as we gather. Um, maybe that's the question. Maybe yeah, that's think- the modern day question from John. Yeah. And I think that's a good place to land for us today. And so, you know, I encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com and check out all of our great content and um, things that you can purchase uh, for friends and family. Uh, uh, get, a, get your uh, friend a Bearded Theologians mug and take it uh, you know, take it with you wherever. Um, we've got some great content up and, uh, definitely uh, encourage you to continue the conversation uh, online or, uh, in your homes or wherever. So for the bearded theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.